कल तक जो मेरा था आज वो मेरा है और आगे भी मेरा ही रहेगा बरखोरदार वेलकम वन एंड ऑल टू द न्यू थाई गैप पॉडकास्ट एपिसोड आई एम बीइंग ब्रूट एंड विथ मी इज माय ऑसम गेस्ट होस्ट गेस्ट यस यू आर अ गेस्ट होस्ट फॉर दिस यू सी यू विल फिगर इट आउट लेटर इंट्रोड्यूस योर Hello everyone this is Bogus Snog but brute with one word you just removed me from thigh gap No I didn't remove you but I'm setting the tone for the upcoming episode Okay So be ready are there drum rolls do we have that sound effect did we buy it I'll add one Yes so the episode is going to be about this new age mysterious technology mm. or do we call mechanism whatever it is it is about blockchain Ooh. and a term called nft mm. so bogus noog welcome to the new tiger podcast how have you been thanks for i've been i've been well how about yourself oh i've been fantastic with this oblivious knowledge of the new mechanism going around in the internet mm-hmm. which you have thrown light on recently yeah i got pretty shocked and i was like oh my god i'm missing out on so much money oh yeah we all are uh, in a way so just to give a brief just This episode is going to be all about blockchain, NFTs, what they actually mean not just by definition, but what is the true influence that they're going to have uh, on our lives. Oh, I was about to I was actually thinking that sentence. Mm. Like you'll say that the impact it will have on our lives. Impact it will have on our lives. And also how it's a realization of sorts of a dream that I had in my college days. uh which was at a time when high speed internet was also not uh Where widely available <laughs> no no i mean it was Models. not that early but when high speed internet was just starting to spread out you know when you were in college uh yeah because when you were in college there were no internet i know <laughs> so so don't try to be cool about it by saying that high speed internets were not available Now so the the uh, dial up modem time was when yeah. I was in my which is why I did that sound intermediate you know like 11th or 12th mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah. when I went to engineering it was the high speed cable net was starting off lan the lan connections yeah yeah yep so that was when I had this dream of a technology where things would open up for creative artists or creative people and that's basically been translated into what blockchain and nfts are Yeah. So you kind of manifested your engineering dream or call it what do you go to engineering? Yeah. I keep forgetting. I don't I never feel that you're an engineering guy. Bro, we're both electrical engineers. Shut up. <laughs> don't have to rub it on my face, okay? But so you're basically saying that you've thought of this technology mm. and bam, 15 years later or whatever number of years later, mm-hmm. it got manifested. by some guy i'm assuming from silicon valley or maybe indonesia which is the darkest place for internet garners <laughs> but not exactly this technology the way it works mm-hmm. but in principle so oh. i'll clarify that but welcome once again to everyone listening you can follow us on our socials um on instagram we are at underscore thigh gap and on twitter we are at thigh gap and our facebook is like uh, uh, this yeah, is yeah. Uh, thigh gap it is or yeah, something yeah. like that but yeah. most importantly mm-hmm. right we still are old school mm. we still have a gmail account yeah and that is mindthighgap at gmail.com if you wouldn't have said dot com it would have confused the shit out of people man. i know right i mean like but thanks for 
abruptly throwing socials to our audience mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. we know that they have logged off from this podcast yes but having said that let's continue our conversation on blockchain yeah so if anyone is wondering why do we even need to hear about this topic well let me give you an example there was an there is an artist currently in the us mm-hmm. whose artwork was recently sold for 69 nine million dollars or is it 63 63 or 69 like yeah. what difference does it make 69 is more sexual that's yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. 69 <laughs> million dollars in a christie's auction so now you know why i need to pay attention yep you can be that guy too soon yep because we are trying to be so make us one of that guy so i think i'll but bogus mm-hmm. yeah i think we're rushing through this, this right is, this is too fast for myself so mm-hmm. imagine everyone else because i have a very high iq you know that anyways so there's a guy who basically sold something a digital art it's not even physical oh, so basically he he sold an icon yeah. like yeah like a graphic design yeah on like a paint <laughs> app yeah which was sold for 63 million or whatever 69 69 and all this is because of this technology the nfts and the blockchain got it so you just threw those terms as if everyone understands let me just break it down or let me just be more clear with you mm-hmm. speak to me as if i'm a golden retriever who's like a 6 year old kid oh okay both right or mm-hmm. both yeah that makes the golden retriever very intelligent by the way exactly <laughs> but yeah so what is an nft what the fuck is blockchain mm-hmm. i've heard of supply chain yes uh and i've heard of supply mm-hmm. and also chain individually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but what is blockchain so a blockchain is nothing but it's an online ledger mm-hmm. which is storing information mm-hmm. about certain records for example ownership mm-hmm. right so this online ledger is not stored in a centralized location like a server mm-hmm. but it is stored in p2p like peer to peer systems which is if you are a part of that network like it's stored on computers worldwide so it can be accessed anywhere mm-hmm. so it is decentralized mm-hmm. no one really holds that information to ransom it can be accessed at any point of time by anyone okay but it cannot be changed it cannot be modified or manipulated mm-hmm. because of the encryption technology that it uses so it's like a tattoo so it's like a tattoo Mm-hmm. a digital tattoo oh. and if that tattoo says oh, it actually is i, I thought uh, throwing something yeah, on the table i want to ask for example brute if that tattoo says brute owns this piece of land somewhere outside hyderabad mm-hmm. that information can never be modified manipulated by anyone so your proof of ownership mm-hmm. is something that can never be challenged once it is stored okay in the blockchain so this whole mechanism is blockchain this or whole is it like a part of this is blockchain no this whole thing is blockchain so this whole thing is blockchain. it is this online ledger of information Got and it. it contains only information in it uh, mm-hmm. in the sense that if you for example store information about a song you created on the blockchain mm-hmm. the song itself is not going to be stored in the blockchain mm-hmm. but your the fact that you created this song mm-hmm. and the rights belong to you mm-hmm. that and the link to the song is stored in the blockchain so you see the f- huge files yeah songs videos etc they themselves are not stored but the pointer to the file like where can people download it that is in stored in the blockchain 
Hmm. And the encryption technology is such that no one can, you know, fudge it, basically. Interesting. So, undoubtedly one of the most confusing explanations okay. of, like, a, you know, a technology. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be very simple, like, oh, you know, there's a guy and, like, you send a mail and you'll get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But this is much more complicated obviously and i'm assuming that is why it took so long for us to establish this mechanism probably I, yeah i have two questions though yeah who owns the encryption technology because whoever owns this encryption technology mm-hmm. and i'm playing the devil's advocate right right he will be in for a lot of it's like you're a bank right yeah so at any given point mm. you can just run away with the money it's open source so there is no one owner there could be one person who of invented the encryption it. technology also yeah yeah how is that possible no it was given I mean, up, somebody would have started to code it right or i don't know yeah I don't know what but happens. it's like the guy who discovered the polio vaccine like he chose not to patent it oh so he gave away the he gave code away. to everybody yeah he gave it away oh so such humanitarian yeah who is he jonas sock yeah so you did you did your research i like that i mean it's hard to forget names of people who have these kinds of intentions you know that Heroic. they realize yeah they realize that if you patent this then it could be used at ransom by pharma mm-hmm. like big pharma yeah. they could play price games with it what's happening with our vaccine let's not even go there yeah but i'm just trying to draw a parallel <laughs> yeah. uh, the vaccines are patented we are not anti establishment it's just a matter of the, better explanation the vaccines are very much patented yeah obviously yeah. come on yeah jonas sock died long time 7 billion people yeah. each getting two shots at least yeah who's going to miss out on that no everybody wants a pie of that kind of money mm. but anyways good good research i want to give you two and a half points for that thank you so encryption technology is basically open source so it is, it is safe yeah because it's an open secret yeah which is so ironical yeah <laughs> yeah so great okay then there is this other thing that you said um fuck i forgot the question i was so lost in the mesmerizing answer that you gave um so yeah you said that if any it points to the direction of the owner yeah yeah right that's the kind of that's the message or that's like the digital tattoo yeah that is encrypted mm-hmm. onto every file yes. of the same of the same no in that particular block okay in that particular so block so it's a chain of blocks quite literally okay and each block has its own information stored in it so if we have to like draw draw the blockchain in a board it's mm. literally blocks yeah and each block has the name of the owner or whosoever right yeah got it so why is it so important that it will impact our lives like i still didn't get that so nowadays with the world that we are in bro fake yeah. news mm. revisionist history history being wiped out are we really going to go into that list because you it's asked a the question no i'm going to wrap it okay, up pretty okay, quickly okay but you asked the question why because you it, almost got me excited so yeah why is it important i mean blockchain is not there yet yeah but this is where it is going to go yeah for example now there are people in china who have no clue about what their history was mm-hmm. who have no clue that many millions of people died of starvation mm-hmm. because that information has been wiped out from okay. their education from their schooling etc okay so and then there is fake news where people put something out for with whatever intent let's say malicious intent that causes riots that causes people to fight among each other yeah you know so basically with the media as well as you can see 
the information information is being fucked with in a very big way right because Obviously. information is power information is wealth today it always, always was always is, yeah. but we never had such a control of it where very few people get to own majority of the media houses for example mm. uh, for example in the us six companies own everything uh, the media okay so when the control gets distilled to such an extent there is a very easy um possibility for humans to fuck with that because you know absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah because great power is not giving great responsibility nowadays i don't know what's wrong <laughs> no. with the power no that's only like in comics spiderman should come back yeah it's only in comics yeah stanley just gave a great line that's all that's <laughs> like, about there it. is no philosophy to it <laughs> it's stripped off the philosophy but yeah we are almost on the philosophical line by the way so yeah but i mean the technology is not there yet because the blockchain cannot store a lot of information in it by itself mm-hmm. and that's the reason why exact videos etc are not being stored on there mm-hmm. and also the fact that it takes a lot of energy to actually add information to the blockchain energy in terms of electricity in terms of fuel costs etc so that's the current day challenge okay. but the idealized conclusion of this technology will take it to a point where information cannot be fucked with as much so all right what? okay let's just leave that over there yeah so the long winded answer is over there okay but now i'll take it back to my college days can i just request you something sure uh before you go any deeper mm-hmm. can i just in the middle keep asking me uh, did you get it because i'm not getting a lot of this stuff so i thought you have a very high iq as you said yes but this is way below my iq i mean okay. come on my apologies blockchain. my apologies bro. essentially you're talking about a flow chart with only one diagram come on my apologies yeah no see did you get it or was there anything else yeah i got it i got it wonderful <laughs> <laughs> all that time <laughs> no i just wanted to like you know be acknowledged be acknowledged yeah, yeah. once in a while so back in your college days back in my college days bro yeah. which is the first time i had any idea or inclination that my interest would be more towards creativity mm-hmm. or the creative side of things rather than a salaried employee there's nothing wrong with that but it's just there is everything wrong with that don't hide your feelings no please. no there's nothing wrong with that there is um <laughs> that is your opinion <laughs> that's that's a universal opinion no it's just that people are not accepting it okay personally i don't feel there's anything wrong with that but yeah correct um I realized that this is where my interest lay. And then as I usually have a tendency to look into things and research or whatever, mm-hmm. throughout history I noticed this trend of, you know, the art and the art dealer, you know, which is who is more important type. Well, who really walks away with the most value? Is it the artist or is it the middleman, the gatekeepers or you know the the art dealers and usually in the art art dealer traditional system mm. it's always been the case that the artists themselves always or most of the time tend to be on the struggling side yeah they create these amazing pieces of art but the returns or the value does not reach them as much yeah it is mostly taken up by these middlemen is a guy who slams the hammer yeah 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 and it's like the guy who initially coded dos hmm. sold it to microsoft, microsoft. for $50000 yeah. one time payment cheap. no royalties yeah and microsoft built microsoft on, on top, top of, of that, that which is going into like look at $50000 yeah. and even if you like billions even if you like add all the inflation and 
all that crap say if that guy sold dos today mm. i don't think he would still earn a lot of money you probably would be like what a million dollars or something no this was in 80s right it was, was in the 80s so if 80s. you like adjust for inflation it yeah. was worth whatever microsoft became in those days yeah when they came out with dos and built windows on top of it you know so the the fact is this pattern has always existed yeah it's people who create and it doesn't and always step down yeah it doesn't have to be artist it could be any kind of creativity whether it's acting whether it is a musician whether it is electrician carpenter whatever <laughs> yeah you know creativity applied in any field yeah even in business like someone who comes up with a genius business model hmm. that is then copied and just yeah, they always say that right like the guy who comes second mm. into the race yeah is somehow the guy who wins the most yeah isn't that funny it's so funny so, so ironical that is so true right? and you know the other phrase the first guy to go through the wall is the bloodiest yeah which is also so true it is true yeah right and you know the other phrase mm-hmm. in our case i think i am the artist okay <laughs> but that is so funny because that's another thing that you can't escape noticing like if you're even a little bit observant mm-hmm. these reality shows like singing shows for example yeah the guy who came fourth Yeah. or third ends up with Getting a much the best better career yeah, graph yeah then the guy who actually came first it's almost like okay fine you can win now but i'll win the war yeah right yeah. it's yeah i i get what you're saying it's it's somehow very very disturbing yeah and even for people for people who come up with anything original or any any significant piece of work it takes a lot out of them yeah you know and for them not to get the returns or the value that they deserve yeah it is a gross injustice and it's been existent for time immemorial correct correct and when i first came across this pattern it i can't tell you how much it pissed me off you know what i mean like coming to that pattern right i, ha- mm-hmm. I got another example in my head which i think is very relevant mm-hmm. it's basically it might be a quote from me it might be a unique quote from you go for it it's not it's never the guy who sets the record It's the guy who breaks the record who gets more popularity. You know what how I came down to this point like mm-hmm. how I remembered till Anil Kumble took 10 wickets in the innings I never knew that somebody actually did it before him. Right. You know? Right. So when he broke that record or when he followed that record that's when I was like oh there was a guy who actually did that before oh there was it, someone called Jim Laker yeah Jim Laker actually did it he was a left arm spinner like what the fuck dude yeah. how come I don't know about this you know it's yeah. so ironic and i'm pretty sure it's, it's always about the guy who's breaking the records you know so who's basically the second guy mm. right mm. and we, we you know when you think about it it's kind of disturbing it's like okay wait for somebody to set a record then go for it like don't try to set a record yourself but the slight difference is you know this guy who's coming second is not doing anything malicious against the guy who came first you know no, it's, no, I'm it's just, just the about, yeah, nature I'm, of the world I'm but just, yeah i'm just talking about if the you look at the art and art dealer aspect right hmm. that he's is stealing, quite different yeah he's stealing away that is exploitative yeah and that is malicious that is malicious you I know for that word now for example if there's a movie uh, that does not do well as soon as it gets released hmm. but over a period of time it gathers this cult following yeah andaz apna apna and uh, big lebowski for big example lebowski. yes and when that happens and when the money starts pouring in much later yeah shouldn't the actors also get or the writers right. you know get a cut of that like yeah. why does it always have to go all to the producer so i'll put it in this way their value does increase later on right like 
if if say Amir Khan and Shahrukh Khan yeah forever they will always be valued for the guys who played you know in andaz apna mm-hmm. right and later on their value kind of increases they they get better remunerations they get more opportunities yeah so it transcends it transcends in its own way or it adds value in its own way mm-hmm. not necessarily probably monetarily mm-hmm. but i mean even monetarily Social in a way, but not for that probably not for that particular you know project mm-hmm. but for the future projects they're obviously like uh, you know they're rewarded much more than what they might deserve right i agree but in the situation where they continue to have a career after that for the guys who are like one hit wonders and they disappeared they didn't get chances you know because a lot of it has to do with luck right mm. so if a guy was part of one landmark film and it ended up earning a lot over time but he for whatever bad luck or whatever reasons he was not able to continue his career after that yeah then he has no scope he just got that one time payment yeah the movie continues to make money the producer continues to get returns but none of it goes to the crew none of it goes to the cast yeah you know so that's what i'm talking about like is it really a fair distribution of uh, effort to reward kind of thing and it could be that this actor is why people actually turned in for the movie i can i can also kind of play the devil's advocate the sure. risk is being put more by who the producer so hence the reward should go to who we can talk about percentages like the producer and you're not wrong the producer is taking a huge risk by right. putting money there right so with in respect of that fact the bulk or the heavy percentage should probably go to the producer mm-hmm. and i'm just saying a little bit like micro percentages you know to the cast and crew so that over the period of years even if money keeps pouring in the producer still continues to get the lion's share right but these people also get whatever small share and over their career if they worked in 15 films uh, or 25 films and if they start earning little by little for each and every film that means the retire plan retirement plan is set yeah you know yeah so slick <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so my point is you know i was i was I, I, another observation yeah have you ever observed yourself when you try to go intense mm-hmm. you kind of go like almost whisper do you realize the retirement plan is set i mean maybe okay, okay. <laughs> it's just like that's why i laugh like why is this guy getting so emotional no because this is like i said it really it really just frustrated me like to no end and Bo- back then yeah. mm-hmm. and even now i have the same frustration because it is just unfairness you know anytime you observe something that is so blatantly unfair and you know that there is a better solution then why is that solution not being implemented you know that is the source of frustration pretty much yeah and so i understand they're there yeah and <laughs> thank you <laughs> and so when i was in college and when i thought of this um mechanism yeah i just felt that there should be a fair way of distributing wealth. distributing value you know not just wealth or is it a f- reward of effort like you said when when i say value like you said it's not just financial it could be social capital it could be whatever blah 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 there's mm. multiple forms of value right but it's just respecting someone's effort you know so basically what you're saying is the effort should be rewarded as long as the reward keeps coming that's what it is right yeah in whatever percentage yeah 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 which is fair which is fair because yeah, once because you talk about percentages yeah. once you recognize that the producer did definitely take 
the bulk of the risk Correct. let him get the bulk of the reward right you know so that's what i feel and so i was thinking there should be a way and this was when the internet was you know like i said we just high got speed. past <laughs> dial up and we went to high speed yeah and the only way i saw possible for that ever to happen was the internet like i didn't see any other way that it could be executed but there were two aspects to this mm-hmm. one is the monetary aspect the financial security of an artist mm-hmm. or when i say artist let's say businessman who came up with the business model you know a plumber who came up with a revolutionary design but he was the first and he changed yeah. the industry there was a paradigm shift yeah because of what this guy yeah. came up with so in respect to that we need to um, appreciate appreciate and value these people yeah and i give tips to all my plumbers i i genuinely appreciate that's good that's i good. mean like i don't know if i'm contributing to the blockchain no <laughs> <laughs> but but you're I contributing directly to the plumber yeah i'm like i like that like yeah like be on their face and get that ego massage like take this 50 <laughs> keep it so that was just one aspect of it yeah you know the the financial security aspect of it now there's the there's another aspect to this which is the artistic legacy or the legacy of the art you know let me explain what i mean by that mm-hmm. because i can see your face it twisted yeah <laughs> because you went mythological no. you went like legacy so the one of the reasons why we choose to endeavor in such a way we create these pieces of art it is to outlast us now we are very aware of our mortality yeah we're going to die oh like that you're saying now i got that but when we make art our yeah. hope is that even Will after we pass you live through the art you live through the art this yeah. will live on just like how gandhi lived through the notes the currency notes okay <laughs> is it i mean like he didn't create it and all but he posed yeah. for the picture at least yeah. come on and so i mean i have to think that at the core of any true artist and once again when i say artist i don't mean just creative fields yeah but at the core of any true artist there is that desire to live on through their works yes right now you look at let's take music for example okay right you look at beatles you look at pink floyd yeah they've created these seminal pieces of art where it came out in the 60s yeah but it's, it's still relevant it doesn't matter because yeah. the music is still great people are you know consuming on time it's timeless yeah right so i'm sure even at an artistic level they would also want their art to live on correct but in this current methodology we have of copyright hmm. and uh, yeah especially copyright where because of the popularity of a certain artist's work there is already a high barrier of entry like you and i if we make a video tomorrow and we really want to use a pink floyd song because the song is perfect for the video yeah we can't because we can't afford it it's too much of royalty because of copyright and royalties yeah. now if that stops me and you from using this art it stops everyone else all the small like our level guys yeah to use that art right what happens because of that the art does not get used the art does not get shared as much or propagated okay the art dies 
because of that. Like if you look okay. at generational shift, like when these songs came out in the 60s, yeah. it created a revolution. Almost everyone was aware of it. Right. Next generation, probably still they were aware of it. But then 80s, now you have, you it see that reduction. Yeah. It starts reducing. Now you ask uh, people outside, are you aware of this? You'll find many people may not be aware. That's why I never ask people outside. Bring them in. Exactly. And then okay, ask Where them. there are posters and like you set up the whole thing. Play the song. Yeah. Why do you think the concept of journalist going out and asking questions to the public is reducing? Mm-hmm. because they know they don't know the answer they want. Yeah. <laughs> so they bring them into the newsroom and mm-hmm. then ask the question. And then lead lead them. Like, do yeah. you mean to say this? Yeah. No, no. Did so you what you're say saying this? is... So what you're saying is... Oh, Virat Kohli sucks. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so... But that's a good point. Now the art dies. Now if the art is dying, is this really what an artist wants? You know... It's happening not because of the artist. It's happening because of these middlemen yeah. and the games they are playing, which yeah. is copyright, royalty. Obviously, they want to promote their existing current star or, you know. Not just promote. Is it's also agenda. the producer mentality, which is, I made this album. Yeah. I My company pushed it out. So yeah. all of the revenue has to come my way. Hmm. And because it is popular, I'm going to set a high price. Hmm. But the downside of this is the art tends to die. And... When it is great art, I don't think it should die. Now, what happens with blockchain and this way of recording ownership and setting, like you have something in blockchain called smart contracts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, imagine you and I make a video now, same scenario. We want to use a Pink Floyd song, right? Now, we have a smart contract where in that blockchain, in that ledger, it mentions that the artists are thigh gap, they've used a song by Pink Floyd, and there is this percentage split for revenue. Mm. So if that video has 100 views, then both me and the artist is going to get peanuts. Right. Basically. But the art is still being propagated. Right. Suppose our video gets 100 million views. Mm. Now, because... Knock on the wood. Knock on wood, yeah. But because we set a higher percentage for the artist. Yeah. Because we want to be fair. He'll get a li- major chunk of the revenue. They'll get a major chunk. But but it still works out even if we are just getting 100 views. Because say if more people use the Exactly. Art, they still are like, you know, net net they're in profit. Exactly. Because more people are doing it. Yeah. So the, the whole thing about Bitcoin and crypto is introducing into our understanding this uh, aspect of microfinance. microfinance it doesn't always have to be these many dollars or these many yeah. rupees you can go to fractions also yeah. because the number of people you can who are break now, down the currency into smaller parts yeah and because the number of people who are now using it are mm. a lot right so you get what you deserve at the end you know so these are the two aspects like that i had so in mind. i'm just wondering where mm. is this nft fitting in this whole thing first of all what the hell is nft nfts are basically the expansion of that term is non-fungible tokens okay so it's not like kfc no not at all okay it's not edible because kfc is fungible and fungible <laughs> means you know it can be destroyed oh either fungible was changeable and i was like i was just about to say why can't they just use nct mm. non-changeable token yeah, they're just trying to Why be Why they have to like complicate everything? Just trying to so be So malicious. 
it's a western thing bro to yeah. complicate yeah it's almost like pharma but nft is non fungible token which means indestructible tokens and these are nothing but it could be anything like nowadays because this technology is just starting out yeah nfts are mostly digital pieces of art like mm-hmm. a graphic design they're icons they're icons yeah. just imagine and mm-hmm. we use that as an nft mm-hmm. which is just to say that an artist creates a piece of art mm-hmm. and when he creates an nft he's basically recording information in the blockchain okay that this is the artist owner and there is an ownership certificate original ownership certificate and the artist when he makes an nft it means it can be traded in an online marketplace so okay so for example don rickles okay i'm all yours that's it that's what i yeah. wanted <laughs> <laughs> yeah don rickles who is of course for those who are not aware a pillar of stand up comedy so and of course brute is a huge fan of huge. don rickles so let's say don rickles made an nft during the sinatra days where he was performing in those underground clubs Mm-hmm. he was not still popular you know the okay. only the mafia was allowing him to kind of perform right so his value was not yet out in the right. open right if don rickles had made an nft at that point of time but what could he have made because there's no internet let's say a, no no just imagine i'm just let's imagine that like give it like a physical representation a digital photo of don rickles and his wife just imagine oh okay fine you know mm-hmm. and he puts that up on an online marketplace mm-hmm. and says to support me as an artist mm-hmm. this value of this token mm-hmm. is 100 dollars okay and i made like 50 tokens huh. each one of those tokens and the thing about nfts is you can't have more than one identical piece okay it has to be unique okay so either you make it unique in the way that the design is unique or you make the same design and you assign numbers to them this is card number 1 card number 2 card number 3 but back end in the blockchain the information stored says who the original artist is mm-hmm. there is a certificate of authenticity mm-hmm. there is also information stored about what is the royalty split to the artist got it the artist can decide at the time of creation on a, of the nft that i want a royalty of 10% or 20% or 30% and so on got it and that is forever stored so don rickles now sells his first original nft at $100 but as don rickles becomes the don rickles this token that was originally worth 100 dollars is now worth 1 million dollars after 40 years after years. well no after i think 20 25 years that's how long it took for him not even 20 15 what 20 years back it's 2000 no i'm talking about oh for him oh for no him. no uh, he took I, like what 10 like about 5 6 years 5 6 years yeah. to become the don rickles because his first go was frank sinatra right right like he his first set of audience were the copacabanas right. and you know the italian gang right so so he got exposed to frank and frank took a liking for him immediately so mm-hmm. he started opening for frank right and then he got introduced to the rat pack and dean martin and johnny carson and all exactly so he kind of like after it took off like it was pretty fast so 5 6 years yeah i would like yeah so let's say like, The first NFT that he created was for hundred dollars. Someone bought it, okay, to support Don Rickles, mm-hmm. and that paid for Don Rickles' coffee and food at that point of time. Right. Then, as Don Rickles' value appreciated, the value of the NFT also appreciated. Now that is worth five hundred dollars. So the guy who bought it first for hundred, 
sells it again in the trading marketplace he gets a cut now he gets 500 dollars mm. don rickles gets that 10% or 20% whatever he assigned mm-hmm. so is this on top of that 500 dollars no no in- inclusive like in- okay so 450 is given to the seller and the seller so now this guy who bought it for 100 is now making 450 on it right and then as the value goes up right people can keep trading these non fungible tokens but still the original artist keeps getting royalties yeah how much can it be sold how many times can it be sold um, unlimited number of times it's oh, always okay. in the marketplace so there are some people who will hold on to certain pieces because they think it will appreciate in time right there are some people who will decide to sell it off when they see a 100x return or a 200x return so when this guy dies yeah. what happens if the value shoots up they'll sell it again and the amount will go to uh, his estate don rickles estate so his kin or someone his kin yeah whoever is there in his will basically so it's never ending revenue for the original artist for the whole family for the whole family hmm. and the way nfts are being used now is also a way to reward those fans who support the artist mm-hmm. so there's a music band in the us that put out uh, an nft which said whoever has the ownership of this nft can come to all of our live shows forever for free wherever we are performing you get front row access back seat uh, back room access all of that if you purchase this nft and the value was a high obviously they're popular musicians yeah so if you that buy that is uh, anticipated yeah if if you buy that nft you're not only supporting your artist initially mm-hmm. but the artist gets to reward you as well because they in the smart contract they put this clause that whoever has the ownership of this gets these privileges so it's an amazing system where the audience gets to reward the artist the artist gets to reward the audience and there are absolutely and everybody no, wins and there are no middlemen hmm what will happen to middlemen then they get fucked <laughs> <laughs> no but so aggressive honestly they start making nfts dude obviously no the, honestly but yeah they also can and yeah. the middlemen are basically it's not like the middlemen have no value because the middlemen are these software developers who come up with these technologies you know who maintain these technologies for you mm-hmm. who as an artist you may not have the technical uh, savvy to manage your online marketplace so you will invite these middlemen sort so to speak to do that for you and you'll pay them whatever salary they want and the multiple levels that this goes to is just mind boggling because we talked about that artist right his name is beeple whose work of art went for uh, 69 million dollars 63 63 million dollars yeah the original story of that is this guy is a prolific graphic designer so he's already rich no no he's not okay. he's in his 30s now okay and he's Shit. not rich but he's a very prolific graphic designer which after means, selling it for 63 million dollars he's still not rich oh no i mean before this happened oh like that is it he did not have he was a very middle class guy wife wo pehle bahut poor tha yes oh god you know wife kid huh. all of that then he announced online but he had critical acclaim like people knew that this guy is a fantastic graphic Stand. designer what he announced was he's going to make one piece of digital art per every day mm-hmm. and that's a project that he embarked on and he made like a thousand pieces of art for thousand days mm-hmm. and each one of them is like, like three years maybe but each one of them is like 
amazing mm. and each one of them he made an nft mm-hmm. okay so these uh, nfts allowed people to support him mm-hmm. financially so initially they went for $4000 $5000 which is a lot $18000 yeah. then it it went to $100000 $150000 each one of these pieces shit once his entire why didn't they stop supporting him no <laughs> once he uh, the entire project was done and he had his 1000 pieces of art hmm. what he did was he made a super collage of all those 1000 pieces of art right next to each other in a huge collage because it's digital the scale can be unlimited so he right. made extra high resolution hmm. collage of each and every one of those so anyone who owns that can zoom in and look at each and every each and every one in great clarity this art piece when he made it by the time he already was earning fame because of the nfts that he was selling hmm. like they started at 10 20000 hmm. went to 500000 then he took and people all, forgot to stop supporting him exactly and then he took all of them he made one collage someone smart enough came and said i want to auction it on christies in christies which is okay. that famous um, auction, auction house, house in the uk yeah and this guy people mm-hmm. is from uk he's us Mm-hmm. I think so yeah he's an american so this guy said i want to auction your artwork in christies and uh, when that auction happened some guy called meta coven mm-hmm. bought it at 63 million dollars in an auction in an auction so if he has bought it for that kind of amount the, there were bids bef- there were bids up till 63 yeah yeah shit dude So I don't know how Shit. closely contested the bids were uh-huh. but this guy obviously really wanted it mm-hmm. he just put down 63 million dollars and he is now the owner How of long it. back was this was this, this during was the pandemic time in the last uh, I think 3 to 4 years time I don't know exact oh. time frame So that means it's been quite some time very less dude like, like the reason I'm recent. asking I was imagining that because it's a digital asset yeah right and I was just imagining that this 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 Zoom call where people are like what is she auctioning it could be that also <laughs> you know yeah. like because from around the world and the auctioneer is not able to figure out who actually <laughs> bid because he can only see so many screens in the Zoom hello can you hear me yeah can like, hello me? hello i yeah. said 700 not 700000 hello <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like i said 63 uh and i was talking on the phone yeah. and they said it was 63 million yeah so i'm bankrupt now <laughs> but the guy metacoven mm-hmm. who nobody knew his identity he's he bought it from singapore why is everything so mysterious there's a guy called people and then there's metacoven who's these are online names like bogus nog and being brute why are we so we mysterious? are not mysterious we are so vulnerable and open about <laughs> our lives right so this guy he's sweating he he bid for that piece of art from singapore like you said it was virtual it is see yeah. i guessed it right So he's a so Singap- it was a Zoom call. Yeah, he was he's a Singapore based guy. Yeah. Uh, venture capitalism and all that he's into. And uh, no one knew his identity. When after the whole sale and everyone went crazy like 63 million dollars like, like a for a icon. digital <laughs> yeah. piece of art. For I can thousand icons together. Then Metacoven chose to really uh, you know um what say reveal himself. Reveal himself. Uh-huh. Turns out he's a early 30s guy. Vignesh Sundaresan <laughs> What are all these young people so rich for dude like we are 30 plus we are not rich we are not rich what nonsense is this unfair bro yeah. I'm, i'm suddenly losing interest on blockchain don't worry we'll It's make our own we'll make our own nfts pretty soon we will absolutely yeah 
so we, all the dirty chats we had like <laughs> <laughs> like conceptualizing tha kya these are all nfts guys vignesh sundaresan an indian guy early 30s based in singapore lives in a box apartment has no car doesn't have as much furniture at all in his house but a millionaire but he is a millionaire who owns a 63 million dollar piece of art obviously this is mind bending so he revealed yeah. himself and he was invited to all kinds of interviews as you can imagine obviously somebody has spent 63 on million on an icon yeah and then i watched uh, a couple of his interviews his guy is like you have to see this guy he talks like he's floating in the clouds you know yeah that's because of drugs bogus like <laughs> no singapore that rich so not even a chance of that you know you are that rich you have access okay but you know this lady asked him from media why are you talking in the clouds <laughs> no she asked him it's like you have an artwork worth 63 million dollars and you don't own a car you don't have furniture in your house yeah what how do you like can you explain that was, was he like i have cars in my computer like i have wallpapers which are worth like 8 million probably like vignesh vignesh was like what will i do with a car where will i go where will i keep it in singapore you know singapore parking is <laughs> literally this like guy middle class this is the problem with south indians i feel we mm. can't no matter how much money we have mm. like i know i'm condescending mm-hmm. but south indian people just can't act rich you know they have they have such middle class approach to life which like, i love which is great yeah i i don't know like you have rich you have money you show off i mean look at hardik pandya mm-hmm. okay i'm i'm digressing right. but i need to hardik pandya <laughs> comes from a very humble background yeah okay but the moment money hit him yeah like everything else hit him you It know jamaican hairstyles yep. like expensive watches yep. which don't suit him mm. like cars that you can you point at a car he can buy it and all that mm-hmm. right and then comes dinesh kartik mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah money hit him too yep. or even better ravi ashwin mm. money hit him too yes he just wants to be intelligent that's it <laughs> like you don't see money on him like you don't see like oh he's like you know whatever lot of money he's rich no you see like oh he's an engineer right like you look at rahul dravid any of these guys that's a problem i think we need to change our attitude bogus promise me when we become like rich uh-huh. right we're going to throw money on every everything like we're going to show off our money i don't think so i i mean it's a great observation by you but whatever the root cause of that is i love it i don't want to change a thing like no but it puts us in you know poor taste it's as if like oh you don't know how to spend money you're buying icons for 63 million no i think <laughs> we know how to spend like this guy he knows how to spend no, because i'm sure because we are smart we are intelligent you know, we she, have like she asked him so what's the plan uh-huh. what are you hoping to get out of where is your roi uh-huh. from the 63 million and he very simply like i told you how he talks right yeah clouds <laughs> this guy is like you see this is i see this as a piece of internet history you know so someday it will be more valuable be, mm-hmm. it will be very very much more valuable and yeah. she's like what do you do plan to do with it where do you plan to store it is like ah i'm working on a digital museum <laughs> you know where this artwork will be hosted basically human beings have always had this intention of collecting things like bro you collect watches you know he's talking about the same thing like human beings have this interest of 
collection. Like they just want to collect it either to showcase it or for their own, you know, satisfaction or whatever it is, their own fulfillment. Yeah. But that uh, mentality of collection yeah. is there. Like yeah. stamps, you name it. People Souvenirs. Have it. Souvenirs. Sentimentality. Yeah. That's what we live on. So I plan to display this in my digital museum where anybody can walk in to that museum. They can zoom digitally. in. Digitally. They can zoom in to whichever part of the artwork they want and they can enjoy this piece of art. And so he's like, what do you mean digital museum? It's like, oh, a while back I had invested in digital real estate. <laughs> so I had purchased a certain piece of real estate and th- in order to build this museum where I can host my collections and I got in touch with a few architects to build this digital museum for me. <laughs> so these architects are actually building a virtual and any, any architect first creates their designs in the computer. Yeah. Right. So pretty much these are real world architects, professional architects. Uh-huh. He commissioned them to build this digital museum, which is like any other museum entrance, you know, all that stuff, big hall, lobby, all that stuff, like yeah. an exact museum. And the kicker, this guy, the kicker is the museum itself is an NFT. <laughs> so the architects get to keep earning as the value of the museum increases. Okay. The land, the real estate itself is an NFT. So if the land value appreciates, whoever owns that NFT of that land, they get to keep benefiting from that value. So we are looking at a scenario where the architect has part part ownership of the building, but does not have any ownership of the pieces of art inside. Yeah. But still he's making money. But still he's making money because of just his work. Yeah. He's an architect. He came up with this design. He built this virtual museum. He gets to earn for life. And inside the archi- inside the museum, Vignesh Sundaresan, <laughs> whatever digital <laughs> pieces of art he puts up, he gets to earn from those. Like, you know, what insanity is this? As amazing as the stories, you know what are the two takeaways that I have? Yeah. The first takeaway is what I already told. No matter how much money you give to you know, South Indian. a South Indian, right. he just can't pull off being rich. And you can take a South Indian out of South India, but you can't take the software development of a South Indian. Yeah. The fact that he's building a digital museum is the, the epitome of every South Indian guy's dream of becoming a software, software developer. Yeah, and like everything has to be related around. I have a software and I'm developing it. Seriously, and this inception kind of uh, value, yeah, the NFT ROI, into NFT into NFT. It's like architect keeps yeah. earning with the museum. Yeah. Vignesh keeps earning with his art week. Whoever owns there the will land. Be one junior Java developer, <laughs> like who measures the digital real estate, he'll be earning money. It's insane, dude. But this is like crazy. Like this is revolutionary. How much? Actually. How much? But this, as good as it looks, yeah, I'm sure there are you know, caveats, right? How mm-hmm. legal is it? Like, No, it is, there's no question of legality. The The challenge right now is, it is a very big challenge to have physical NFTs. Like, you know, if you have, if you built something like a piece of wood, you know, a piece of artwork, hmm. just out of wood carving. You can't encrypt shit onto it, right? To trade that's that as an NFT, you know, you have to make a digital version of it. And that's a little challenging right now because the technology is still in the infancy. Primitive. Yeah. 
but the way it is going and the direction it is yeah, going i'm sure it will evolve obviously it, it is going to evolve yeah we we evolved from barter system to nft yeah crypto so i'm sure it will evolve but how legal is it are you still not answering my question so legality again is subjective because each and every country can have its own stance on it mm. in terms of legality right now people are earning a lot of money so it is at least legal in the us or in the west i don't know what india stance is on nfts but definitely we'll they're get not in about 40 50 years uh, i'm yes, sure of like course. at the speed at which we work on new age technology yeah, yeah. in 40 50 years mm. bogus we are millionaires okay mm. where the value of million will not be very high <laughs> exactly <laughs> but we will be millionaires okay exactly but that is interesting that i mean that that i just this is one thing i really want india to do mm. right whatever technology we lost we lost like fuck it mobile phones tvs you know mm-hmm. all this crap but i think it's time as a government or as a governance we need to adapt or adopt mm. these new age technologies as fast as possible like crypto it should be a geo blockchain with the way i whatever i heard as mm. of now and also the eight and a half hour speech that you gave before we started recording mm-hmm. with all this information i definitely think they should adopt to these and make it a norm i think they will because you can't ignore that much value like immediately i mean like i'm that i'm sure they will at some point that i don't really think we can rely on governance or government for that because they're practically useless <laughs> as the people we have to actually force their hand but where do they where do we go like crypto is such a huge challenge right now right they've legalized it in india yeah recently where are where can you buy crypto you can't buy crypto in you, india. Can. you can you can you saw how many ads during let's the stop the recording <laughs> no crypto, let's let's again i want to clarify crypto is not blockchain no i know i know i'm yeah. i mean they're two different things crypto is blockchain just blockchain is a flow chart crypto is crypto just is using like, blockchain technology that's it their currency de- denominations their currencies and which crypto is actually valuable a lot of research needs to be done yeah. in that uh, otherwise you could really burn your hands yeah just go for ethereum guys <laughs> no <laughs> not financial advice <laughs> so that's the whole beauty of this and when i heard of all this stuff happening and when i saw that guy vignesh and his interview and the way he thinks yeah about all the stuff it's so charming about a south indian oh this is the way God, he thinks it's mind blowing if only we can understand every south indian's way of thinking <laughs> i think we could have been a better place to live in the problem is you have to goad them into talking yeah, like they're yeah. not going to open their mouth Never. by themselves first of all there is language barrier within south india yeah like one state speaks malayalam one state speaks like kannada tamil and there like five different languages in four states so having a conversation becomes very tricky yeah but this is where it's going and if so shout out to what is his digital name metacoven metacoven good job bro yeah good job great job i mean but tell us how did you earn that 63 million i think <laughs> that's VC. what we want to know yeah that's into, what like yeah. how did he get into it how did the that, whole nine yards man yeah that i don't we know. also want to buy nfts please no nfts are going to be valued at different rates like there could be an nft which is very affordable to you now it's just that are you smart enough to identify that this value will appreciate in future and so you look at it as an investment the worst yeah the worst pa- part is like you can't even figure out right like how will you figure out an nft will garner more value unless it already has a certain 
that's know, a base good, value. That's a good point because it can be purely speculative yeah. like investing in stocks. Right. But then there could be a scenario where if there are a few people, for, for example, who really like Thigap and they want to support us at this stage yeah. where we barely have anything. Right, you have nothing, bogus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, don't try to like you know marginally better our position. Okay, <laughs> barely have something. Like, no, no, we have nothing. Always optimistic. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, if they decide to support us, mm-hmm. thinking that whatever I'm seeing these guys do, I know that these guys are going to be something in future. Well, I thought you'll go into that loop. I know that they know that. No, we no, no. Know. <laughs> it's either that which yeah. is. I can see promise, I can see potential yeah. and I want to put my money there. Or it is, I just want to support them, you know. And you have a lot of people donating to Patreon. You have a lot of people donating to artists in other ways. This is just another way where you also get to earn in the future if the value appreciates. Yeah. Or the artist can actually reward you. Through Patreon, So donations for example, the artist does not have a way to, I mean, the max they do is we have Patreon exclusive content. Yeah. But I think the, the value proposition is very skewed. Very limited. Patreon. Yeah, very limited scope. Yeah. But what again, my takeaway from what you've said is if you see potential, mm. make it an NFT. Don't make it Prithvi Shah. Okay. <laughs> Never make a potential Prithvi Shah. Please. I mean. Because that's exactly NFT, right? Like there is potential in Prithvi Shah, but will Prithvi Shah become like high potential energy and that's the that's, gam- the, gamble. that's the gamble you're yeah. taking yeah it's just is, like a stock right it's just like a stock it's either a, if, because if you're not really uh, connected to prithvisha if you don't have that personal this thing for him yeah. concern for him hmm. then it is purely speculative yeah but if you care about prithvisha nobody cares about prithvisha <laughs> <laughs> but if you care about prithvisha then it's, it's like <laughs> let me support him you know yeah, let me bat on his behalf. Yeah, let me bat on his <laughs> I behalf. I just wear his jersey and play on his behalf. Yeah, pretty much. So Got it. Right now, with the limitation, the whole um, value prop is being seen in the art world, purely. It's just it's understandable also, right? It like, is mostly graphic design or yeah. it is motion graphics, you know, where you know, there's VFX going on in that. Yeah. And it is like on a loop. I've, I've read a couple of articles where the first meme got auctioned yeah. or the first meme was sold as an NFT. Yeah. And I've heard that Jay-Z got into this whole NFT business. Everyone, like footballers are getting footballers, into it. Basketball players. Sports uh, people are getting yeah. into it. I think they have way. the best. He, They and the entertainment industry people. I think they have the best choice, of, best chance of making NFT. Like imagine. Also, like, Pawn tends to have a lot of influence in how things go mm-hmm. if pawn adopts this in a big way with sports people already adopt, adopting it by the way it doesn't need anyone to adopt it the technology is there and no, i'm saying like get involved get involved yeah, yeah and participate the, the whole people artwork 63 million that itself tells you that it's there is potential there is potential here yeah and the fact uh, at how it beautifully a it removes middlemen what will b, pawn people do i'm sorry i'm just stuck to that mm. how will pawn i was thinking how can a pawn star or people involved in pawn mm. create an NFT? Like if they have their first headshot picture or something, mm-hmm. it might be a taboo too. Like whoever earn, owns that NFT, right. the information is available, right? Like yeah. he's the owner of the NFT, yeah. which you might not want to know yeah, or which you might not want to tell people, mm-hmm. right? So it's going to be a very, very tricky. So business. it's only an issue for people who have reservations against that. 
Yeah. But there'll be many people who don't have any. They don't care, you know. Like that Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. care. And so things like uh, the original business model. Imagine a Toyota where the CEO originally sketched the business model on a tissue paper, and there's an image yeah. of that with his handwriting. Mm. That can become an NFT. So anything you can convert into an NFT. It's not to do with the token itself, but what value other people invest in that. Yeah, like I was thinking the first. Imagine the first audition tape of. Robert De Niro. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. or or currently rest in peace SP Balasubramaniam. Yeah. His first original song, unedited song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, Our human trials episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a bunch <laughs> of uh, potential things yeah. in Thai Gap that can be NFTs. Yeah. I have dirty pictures also. Like, have of you guys course. heard our promo song that we just put out? It's a trailer on Spotify. Spotify. Trailer, please. It's called uh, go through that. Thai Gap Thursdays or the Ballad of Santosh. Ballad, Ballad of Santosh. I think. Yeah, it's Ballad of Santosh. Yeah, and it's not like it's it's more of what do you get recitation, rhythmic recitation mm. than like a poetry or a song. Mm. It so, is a song. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is a song. We narrated a song. I think it's the first of its kind, people. No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's the only song which has been narrated. It's not sung. Okay. No, it's the blacks who have the original claim. You call that. it a rap? It's not a rap. Are I you mean, calling a song a rap song? In, in jazz, also. Oh, like that. They've done this. Yeah. Where they've spoken over music, mm-hmm. so yeah. they really have the claim to that. But um, check it out, guys. Please check it out. It's pretty interesting. Santosh is in a dilemma. You know, find out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to reveal any much anything more. Yeah, yeah, we can check it out on an encrypted technology. What it means, but that's about NFTs and blockchain, blockchain and all of that goodness. It is a revolution. I'm still waiting for you asking me, did you get it? Because by your questions <laughs> and your conversation, bro, I could figure out that you got it. The fact that I was asking questions, don't you get a doubt? Like, did this guy get what I'm saying? No, but I'm no, sure I got, you got it, it because I have high IQ. You got it. Yeah, you got it. The fact that I'm discussing NFTs already mm. is the fact that I got it. Yeah, and that brings us to the end of this episode. What did you guys think of blockchain NFTs? But more importantly, the whole aspect about the art and the art dealer and the legacy of art, you know, do we want art to die out or not, etc., etc. Mindthygap at gmail.com is where you get to pour your wisdom. And uh, then we'll decide whether we want to look at it or not. But uh, <laughs> as always, bro, at the end of the uh, every episode, we remind our listeners, Thigap, subscribe. And share. And share. And support us also. Buy our NFTs when they come out. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Hmm, okay. You know, you are not going anywhere without, uh, you know, following us on our socials. Instagram uh, at underscore ThaiGap. Twitter uh, at ThaiGap. And uh, Facebook ThaiGap it is. Or you, why not write an uh, email to us, mindthaigap at uh, gmail.com. Uh, for other people who only use uh, Apple, you can also give us a rating and leave a comment on our ThaiGap podcast. Because you know what all doctors say, ThaiGap podcast. Subscribe and share.